See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, you can currently rent Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight on any streaming rental service. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name's TJ Davis, he, him, pronouns, alongside... Uh, I'm Emily Schick, uh, <laughs> she, her pronouns... Uh, and I'm Dan Murphy, he, him pronouns. Hi, I'm Lee Manderson, he, him pronouns. <laughs> and this week's Theater uh, Screwed episode is our first personal pick episode. And me being the narcissistic bastard that I am, I made the first <laughs> personal pick. My personal pick was Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight from 1995. Um, all right, I, I figure I'll do synopsis before... I talk about any of the other bullshit in it, but the synopsis of it is about this dude named Breaker who's running away from... Hey, 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 don't forget the bookend segments. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we've got John Larroquette, like, being on set of a Tales from the Crypt movie that's being made that is, like, loosely based off of one of the first episodes from the first season of the TV show, I think. Uh, the one with, like, the uh, Killer Santa Claus but the mom has already murdered the dad in the basement and the killer Santa Claus shows up at the house. Classic. Totally classic. You all remember that one, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so you've got the Crypt Keeper, voiced by John Kaser, uh, as he should be. Um, I don't know. Fucking making a movie. And this is the movie that they made called Demon Knight. Uh, it's got Breaker running away from evil Billy Zane, who's the collector. And he's got a religious artifact that's key, that's full of Christ blood. That, uh, you know, if the demon ends up getting this key, then it's the last lock to bring back the darkness. Uh, unleash hell upon all the cosmos. Funny how. Yeah, they've been haunted Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, no, kind of yeah. like haunted Indiana Jones, but like there's no victory. It's just like keep away. Well, it's also demons instead of Nazis, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I thing. would totally watch, like... Well, no, because fucking... Um, yeah, Nazis Last, Cru Last Crusade I mean, Nazis is are at least still, mortal. like, supernatural. Yeah. Nazis are at least mortal. It's a hell of an argument. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, punch any Nazis you see. Fuck those yep. guys. All right, mm -hmm. so he ends up, you know, following the path that he's on because there are stars that are burned into his hand that align as he aligns to where he needs to be to pass on the key. Uh, and it brings him to a uh, converted mission that is now a hotel. And It's like a boarding house more than a hotel. Yeah, like, yeah, boarding house. I mean, it still has rooms for rent on a short-term basis. Yeah, definitely looks like you can pay by the hour or just <laughs> live there. Flexibility. It doesn't seem key. like people are spending the night. They're either paying by the hour or living there. Like, there's no in-between. <laughs> well, I don't even think that they're paying by the hour. I think that Cordelia is being paid by the hour, but Cordelia just lives there. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's probably the way it goes. You gotta yeah. know your client base, Dan. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, but yes, there are a bunch of people in this mission and, you know, Evil Billy Zane shows up and brings some demons, and they have to survive the night. I don't know. Like I said, my synopsis of this mm -hmm. is going to be pretty weak. 
And then, you know, bookended with another Crypt Keeper segment where he shows up to the premiere for Demon Knight. And, they... and pretends the film did well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the producers do give him final cut with a guillotine. Um, yeah. Honestly, my biggest complaint with that is I feel like it should have been Richard Donner and Robert Zemeckis as the actual producers there since they were the actual producers of the movie. Yeah, that, that probably would have been would. funny. I don't know. I mean, what's funny is that at the uh, there's a post credit scene or during the credit <laughs> sequence of the Crypt Keeper promising a film that wasn't produced. Um, so. Technically, it <laughs> technically it was, was produced under a different title. Yeah, but yes, because like, like it, it, they give a preview for their next feature of Dead Easy, which became, yep. I'm guessing, mostly Ritual, but most of that is also based off of another classic episode of Tales from the Crypt that has Whoopi Goldberg and uh, well, that, yeah. that guy know, from. Uh, I know it became that guy from fucking Wings, like Stephen Weber. Yeah, Stephen Weber. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it became. I know it became a film, but I think they cut out all the ties to Tales from the Crypt and changed the title. So <laughs> uh, there is, there should still be some Crypt Keeper in there because John Kayser is credited on the film. But okay. I have actually never seen Ritual, so I don't know. <laughs> like it, it was one of those movies that when I saw it in the video wow. store, it looked so bad that it wasn't even worth me watching. And this is coming wow. from somebody wow. who is like, someone who actually uh, is going a, a big to fan, see it on this piece of crap. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, I, I've, I've watched that show since I was five. I I grew up with like the EC comics around me of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, I've seen the uh, 1973 amicus anthology horror movie tales from the crypt several times i i am i am why a are you fan. saying this like it's a good thing <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah. honestly, i love horror i've loved horror well, there, was, there was, was a time when that when that franchise meant something and unfortunately this film really really tried to cash in on that and on a film that really didn't have an audience um like we could go into the more specific problems but i think that having this tie back to tales from the crypt seems like a really shallow attempt to boost the box office for a film that really isn't worthy of any sort of tie-in like that i i I actually mostly agree with you on that, Dan. Like, <laughs> as much as I enjoy this movie, it doesn't need to be a Tales from the Crypt movie. It was essentially just using a generic script that, because it's not even adapted from any other, like, past EC comic story. Yeah. That, like, the actual series largely was for a decent chunk of it. Um, Instead, it was like, you know, a, a 10 Cloverfield Lane that it was just like, yeah, we'll shove it in this universe and, and use mm -hmm. that name recognition to try and boost the sales on it. Otherwise, yeah, it's a fairly generic horror romp with tits and blood. And honestly, I think some pretty damn good practical effects as well. Yeah, I mean, practical effects aren't bad. It's just that, like, I feel like they kind of shoot their wad a little early. And then they kind of run out of interesting things to do with their practical effects. I mean, basically, you have like when oh, when how Cordelia can you say that? Because like the Cordelia one is rad, and then no, that, Cordelia like, is great, and that's the tie point of the entire film. And there's still an hour left. Oh, I think the one with the kid towards the end is pretty great too. It's too similar to the Cordelia. It is effect. very similar yeah. to that one. Right. And then the whole melting of the evil Billy Zane at the end. All right, no, I want to get into like cast and crew real fast on this because it was directed yeah. by Ernest Dickerson, who um, 
you might know from Juice or Surviving the Game or Bulletproof or Bones or uh, Never TV Die. Show? Or ne- no, no. The um, Bummer. The, uh, <laughs> the fucking Snoop Dogg horror movie from like... Oh. No, for a second there, I Don't thought he might have directed something that people liked. <laughs> no, what? Snoop Dogg what? Snoop Dogg horror movie, where he's like a demonic pimp in a neighborhood or something. Why uh, did we watch that instead of this? <laughs> what? That sounds fun. I, I know that I've seen it before, but I, I couldn't tell Why? you a goddamn thing about it other than, you know, I'm fairly certain that Snoop Dogg plays a demonic pimp. I mean, Liam, I love that you're asking why, and you know at this point that TJ will watch basically anything <laughs> as long as it's horror. Yep. Like, yeah. when he turns, when it's, he's it's like, oh, ritual. I didn't want to, yeah, I was going to say, when he's like, oh, I didn't want to watch Ritual because it didn't look that interesting, it's like, wow, that must be a steaming pile of shit. He, yeah. he will watch anything. I, I, I will I will watch, like, damn about anything. Like, the last few days I've been watching through uh, uh, Wes Anderson movies trying to figure it out what it is that I hate so much about him. It's the symmetry. See, but like, I like his, like, we're getting off topic. All right. Um, <laughs> so starring Bill Sadler, Eva Billy Zane, Jada Pinkett before the Smith, the Thomas Hayden church, Dick Miller, CCH pounder and the cameo by John Larroquette. And of course, you know, John Kayser is the voice of the Crypt Keeper, which uh, honestly, I, I never think you can really go wrong with Eva Billy Zane. Like I, mean, I, I like his performance in it. Like it, it, I, it I like his performance. I think the script is bad, though. Um, I agree with I, you. Like I the agree. script is very <laughs> boring. The uh, there are a couple of moments in the dialogue, like you know, uh, there's a scene where they're out of breath and catching their breath, and at least we're all in one piece. Oh, sorry, whatever CCH Pounder's name is, because she had lost mm-hmm. her arm. It's yeah. just like, okay, Baca's kicking it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like that joke lands. And I mean, like, that's one of the things is like, if you're going to do Tales from the Crypt, I mean, Tales from the Crypt has kind it, of it that. It should be more campy. punny. It should be yeah. more campy. And, and, this, and this, this is like a little on the serious side. Yeah, this is a little too serious. Um, to, and that's, you know, why this feels like the branding is off because tonally, I don't think it really fits with the franchise. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing is, it's just like, I feel like Billy Zane is a great example of like, he gets these individual scenes in which he's good. It's just the way that we get to these scenes makes no sense. Um, like, I basically, it's just like, just a little thing of like, so many of his scenes are like tempting one of the survivors. And it's just like, why are the survivors isolated to begin with? Like some, some just basic thing of like, we'll need to take shifts, keeping watch or something. So we can have an excuse for why they're so isolated so frequently would just add so much to this film, but it's not there. And it's just like bizarre that they're leaving these people alone to get tempted by Billy Zane. And then they fuck everything up. Especially fucking Thomas Hayden Church. He is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he why is would, so bad. Why would you leave that dude alone? Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you just, like, kill him and make your life easier? Well, and, and why does he think that, he that like, he can make a deal with Billy Zane and not get himself killed? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to trust Billy Zane oh, at all. His introduction he's... is punching his fist through a cop's face like yeah. that's He's not stupid and arrogant. A reasonable a cap. <laughs> hell yeah but yeah. yeah uh he's stupid and arrogant like yeah i i can tell you there are tons of people in the real world who would absolutely be like 
do the, exactly the same thing in that situation because they're like, oh, I mean, this shit happens to normal people, not me. And it's like, uh... I mean, that just doesn't come across in his performance, and I feel like there are ways that I you mean... can see that of at least getting something out of his, his like temptation by Billy Zane. Like, basically, it's just like, like he gives him the cross that is just like, and you're gonna let me go, right? And Billy Zane's like, ha! okay and then he just kills him like it's so dumb like at least like you know you put it in a lockbox and then you give him the code as once you're super far away some bullshit He's not like that smart enough for that I is know, my point. Like, some and like sort of like also I, also dan like i get yeah. that you're excited about this movie but like either speak Levels. softer or, or yeah. something something man oh. <laughs> and, and like I, I don't know, maybe it's my perspective as a woman, but, like, that is not an uncommon attitude among men. And it's, like, it, immediately upon, like, the the first handful of lines with that character, it's like, that's who that dude is. Oh, Easy. yeah. I mean, his name is Roach, and he's wearing leather pants in the desert. That that pretty much tells you all, we've, we've all, all you need all, to know about We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes. Please tell me you have yeah. photographic evidence of this. You wake yeah, up outside Las Vegas, Vegas like just yeah. coming to and just like uh just coming down off the ecstasy, being like, ah, you know what's a good time right now? Movie time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I get that he's supposed to be a, a jerk, but it's just like he still needs some sort of motivation other than I'm just going to be a jerk. And I mean, like, that's a problem that a lot of the characters have is they're extremely one note. I mean, I think the mailman is actually the best example of just being way too one note because it's just like <laughs> later on, they reveal that he was a psychopath planning on shooting up the post office. And it's just like, there's uh, nothing in his performance that suggests that. Yeah, Correction, nothing blowing up the yeah. post office because he didn't actually yeah. have any ammo, but he did have a like grenade vest for some reason. <laughs> But I mean, that, don't you? that was really Everyone just so does, that we I could like, wants is important. blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's, it's just so much uh, like, I feel like, like this movie's okay for the first half of it or so. And then it's just like, especially when they're like wandering around the mines, it's like, we have no budget. Like we very obviously have no budget and we don't know how to hide the fact that we have no budget. So it just looks like we have no budget. Yeah. This would have been, this would have been better. I think if it were made, you know, like 2008 when they were doing like masses of horror as like a one hour episode that has nothing that has to be done with tales from the crypt. Like I think yeah. it would have functioned sure. better. The story would have moved better. You probably still would have had like, you know, your one note characters who are there to just serve singular purposes. But I think I it mean, would have functioned better if it wasn't stretched out to 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it feels it feels stretched out. And I mean, like you can have things that where they're all trapped in a house. It's just especially when they escape to the mine. It's like you really see the limits of their budget. And it's just like that was just a mistake. There's no reason for them to go into the mines. It's ultimately it's just to get the kid into the house. Like essentially what happens to the cat? Like the cat just completely disappears by the end of the movie. Oh. Uh, no, she is that the cat doesn't disappear by the end of the movie. She actually uh, Jada Pinkett brings the cat with her. Okay. when she leaves okay i don't remember if it was tucked under her arm or i think it was in a carrier but okay. yeah also she brings the cat with her also nobody else in the bus notices this uh blood red force field going around the door when she puts that down like 
no there, shit, there, right? there are a number of really stupid things within the movie when it comes to the protection of the blood fields. Because, like, all of them, so, like, once they get the kid, they have to test the kid, but the kid's already passed through two of these blood force fields to get to where they were at that point. And, like, when Bill Sather dies, like, all of his blood force fields go away, except for the one that's on Jada Pinkett, because that's still there after Billy Zane blows up. Also, I think that that fucking big-ass demon that he burns into looks pretty rad, but it's also super low-budget. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like the, the sequence, like, I, you know, I think the sequence of all the demons rising from the ground, I think that actually looks pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get that, the only other real big effect that I think works well is kind of the, the you know, demon that Cordelia turns into, um, which they repeat with the kid, but we've already seen it and it's nothing particularly new. Yeah. Um, I actually have a fun story about the scene with the kid. So the first time that I saw this, it was um, my mom and I had gone for like a weekend in Falmouth and we went to Red Lobster. Sorry. <laughs> we went. No, oh no, no, no. Keep, keep, wait, wait. Hold your stories for just a minute. Um, we went to Falmouth for the weekend and we went to Red Lobster for dinner and then Blockbuster to rent a couple of movies. I forget what the other one I got was, but I got Demon Knight and something else. Then back at the hotel room, (laughs) back at the hotel room, my mom went to bed, so I just watched movies, and I watched Demon Knight, then I watched the other thing, then I watched Demon Knight again, all the while just like munching on this leftover shrimp from Red Lobster and drinking a two-liter of Dr. Pepper. Until I got to the scene where the kid is tearing oh, no, up, no. Um, is tearing up uh, Bill Sadler, and it just the the mixture of Dr Pepper and probably candy and you know bad shrimp <laughs> erupted out of me. So I have very distinct memories of that scene for that reason. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Um, we needed yeah. that, didn't we? My, You're welcome, guys. That's sweet. My main takeaway from that story is that your mother is a New Englander who went to fucking Red Lobster, especially like on the coast. Like you're in I'm, fucking Cape Cod. I'm fairly certain we went to Red Lobster because I wanted to go there. Okay, then it's your uh, fault, yeah, and, yeah. and your mother should have slapped you and been like, "We don't do that shit here." You deserve to suffer. Yeah, what I want to say. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is your penance for daring to eat red lobster in New England. But yeah, I mean, I think Bill Sadler, Jada Pinkett, and Billy Zane are all give pretty solid performances for what the material is. Um, but you know, the other characters are really pretty painful to watch. Um, you know, it's it's a shame because it's just like Thomas Hayden Church, CCH Pounder, like they're good in other stuff. Dick Miller. But like not in this. Like like yeah, yeah. D- Dick Miller too, man. Don't don't leave him out. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, the script is bad for one thing and like I don't know, it just uh, the direction is mediocre at best. Yeah, the, the direction, direction is not great. The like, direction uh, is pretty bit poor. Um, and, and that's the thing is I think a good director could get better performances out of these, these actors. I also think that a good director could sort of 
edit because there are some minor changes to the script, such as, you know, having characters go on watch to, you know, have excuses for Billy Zane to interact with them. Um, I, I, I don't know, like visually, there's just nothing particularly interesting about what the direction does. And I just feel like a better director could make this a little bit more engaging, but I mean, so you're and, talking and maybe, marginally, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> marginally. I mean, yeah. it's, you're still suffering with the script, but I mean, I, at least the seams aren't showing with the freaking in mine shaft sequence in which they're running over the same set, like back and forth multiple times. <laughs> like, yeah. like very clearly we, we have these three paths and that's it. Yeah. Also, so. I, and I get the concept of like show it rather than tell it in movies, but like a little bit more explanation for like, I don't know. I feel like despite the fact that you had an explanation from Bill Sadler and you had visuals that kind of showed you like the, how the whole fucking, you know, key amulet thing worked. It's like, uh, I was still kind of like, so wait, is that still like the original guys? Is that still Jesus's blood? Or like it was, yeah, there were like the, the, I actually looked it up later and was like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense now. Like it just, I don't feel like they did a good job making that clear, but maybe I'm just an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of their flashback stuff, and I, I mean, like I... that they seed it throughout the movie, but I, I do think that you're right, Emily. They could have done a more effective job of conveying it. Like, I kind of take away that, yes, like, there's a tiny, 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 like, a cell of Jesus's blood still in there, but, you know. It's Jesus' blood homeopathic blood. <laughs> yeah. So, like... It, it has the vibrational energy or whatever of Jesus's blood in it. Oh, that's like even more stupid. You didn't know that that's what homeopathy <laughs> is. It's basically like dilute a thing to the point where there's like nothing of it left in there. And then it leaves the energy of the plant or whatever behind. Homeopathic medicine is real. I should lead with that. <laughs> You've got a degree in baloney. <laughs> Yay. No, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I thought the explanation worked. It's just there's too much of it, and it's not particularly interesting. And this film isn't about um, religion, so the religious aspect just seems like an awkward thing to tie in. Yeah, um, it does feel kind of like shoehorned. I probably would have rather have seen the movie of like the first person getting the key instead. But I like you know religious horror. I mean, you know, I mean, like, there's a, the more interesting movie is like Bill Sadler getting the key in World War One. I. I mean, yeah, that that would have know, been rest yeah, too. That's way more expensive. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just kind of like it reminded me kind of of like Highlander almost of like the flashback sequences in that movie. Mm -hmm. And it's just like I feel like those are a little tied together better. Like I like the World yeah. War One or World War Two flashback in that movie. World like, War One. Whereas, whereas in this, it's like what is this so yeah oh you're talking about highlander I, that, in highlander. Might, that might be world war ii i think it's world war ii but i it's been a while yeah it's been a while since i've seen highlander maybe that's a future episode <laughs> maybe maybe not yeah maybe not I mean, uh, uh... <laughs> depends how much does tj hate us actually i don't know highlander is no, better than this highlander is much better movie. than this highlander is good yeah. Well, good. I mean, I need to see it again. Enjoyable. I know it definitely rides that line between a good movie and a bad movie, but like, I mean, it also has Clancy Brown as the Kurgan. So, oh yeah, no, no, and, and, and it also it ha and it has Sean Connery playing a Spaniard yeah, with a Scottish accent, yeah, which is so yeah. fucking stupid. Um, yeah, like 
if go you know just a quick aside if i if i recall correctly my mother enjoyed the highlander series a lot more than the movie i mean there are people who are huge fans of the series and kind of indifferent about the movie um in fact i think most of the fan base prefers the series over the movies but i never got into the series and i think i've only seen the first movie so yeah never got into the series i think i've seen the first two movies yeah second was awful if i remember right Yes. Awful. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. We're only Speaking like 25 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, like, there's, I mean, you know, like I said, we can talk about the larger horror implications and why they kind of made a bad bet on this. I mean, I do think that like, to an extent, this film, it just kind of plays into the 12 year old boy mentality, which is probably a large part of why tj enjoys this because he first saw it as a 12 year old boy though yeah, i first it, saw it around and still that is age a too. 12 year old boy um, fundamentally oh thanks Emily. <laughs> but yeah i mean like basically it is it's just like you have of um you have some decent gore effects you have an unnecessary amount of nudity that serves very, Holy very plot <laughs> relevance to the plot. Cause, cause, cause um, we need to have, uh, you know, uncle Willie going into, uh, uh, you, you also, yeah, you also, you also have, um, you also have, have the, the boobs in the, um, oh, opening so, sequence. So, too. Well, that's to tell you exactly what kind of movie this is. Expect tits and gore. Yeah. Yep. I just want to know why you hate art. <laughs> yeah that is a good question tj why do you hate art uh, i love art i just appreciate different arts than you guys do i like the bad, bad art okay we need again i we need to coo him because seriously i'm sure we can come up with better things <laughs> all right so dan your next personal pick is going to be raw liam your next personal pick is going <laughs> to be as above so below and I forget what yours yeah. is going to be, Emily. <laughs> okay, we talked about this, and thankfully, your your pick for oh, me yeah. was actually a good pick for me, which is Willy's Wonderland. Oh yeah, Willy's <laughs> Wonderland. Yeah, there we go. Well, we're there just go. picking. We're just picking. Fuck horror you, Liam. Films. Willy's Wonderland is amazing. It's but it's not, and you know it's not, and you're it's lying to me right now. Fun. Oh, it's so it's much fun. So much fun. I was uh, laughing through the whole thing. Yeah, you're laughing through the whole thing. <laughs> were you laughing at the film or? with the film that's always always the question a little bit of both yeah, yeah a little bit of both but like laughing at it in a good way not laughing at it like wow this is bad and i hate myself for watching it. it is like man that is unintentionally fucking hilarious and i am so happy right now no and i mean to pull it back like that's something that demon knight could have done with this film of just have that humor and it doesn't like it's yeah, just if it had slog, more humor especially if it had the camp. last half of it like yeah, I, it doesn't I, I have like camp. like general state of horror. I like that you know. Yes, you're correct. They banked on the wrong type of horror that they thought was going to take off, and instead, fucking Wes Craven ruined horror for like a decade. Of well, I mean, that's the thing. Is like like the slasher film had been played out in the '80s, and it was kind of a big question of what does '90s horror looks look like. And I think that this kind of said like, let's go back to kind of '70s horror of just kind of of you know very tense situations and you know maybe bring in an action element um you know looking at the progression of alien to aliens i mean both of these both of those are far superior films to this um but (laughs) i like like 
I think that that's kind of how they were looking at it. And then, you know, basically on the flip side, you have something like Scream, which is saying, like, let's just make fun of those movies instead of trying to have jokes in a horror film. And I think ultimately Scream prevailed, which kind of ruined the state of horror for another decade. Um, and then Saw came along and was not ruined horror somehow... for another decade. <laughs> yeah, somehow, <laughs> somehow, I think we're actually in a weird place that, like, I'm not totally opposed to seeing horror films for like the first time in 20 years. <laughs> well, I mean, I like that horror right now is pretty distinctly usually in one of two camps you're either pursuing like the more low budget outrageous outlandish ideas you know kind of like psycho gorman or or like willie's wonderland or you're like like found footage would that fall into that category i mean found footage is finally dying i I think but found footage is a different style man yeah Yeah. you should watch as above so below though like it's a solid found footage style movie but um shit where was i going oh or yeah. it's falling into like the slow burn art house yeah. form of horror which it, i'm yeah i'm still kind of iffy on but there are certain examples that are really good and if you have like the ability to just let yourself sink into it they can be very enjoyable i'm would i midsummer still fall into that yeah midsummer oh, i would sure. put into that i mean i still think that there's a good movie in hereditary it's just not the movie we got it's absolutely I know, not I knew the movie you, I knew we you were got, got about to defend hereditary hereditary is garbage and i hereditary, every critic who likes it i was gonna say <laughs> as a person who really enjoyed midsummer hereditary is garbage like he is not a bad director per se like there's some interesting shots in that movie oh but no like, visually visually i think sakes, it's fine it's just like i, I just I, I don't know. I don't know how like people weren't totally lost when the kid dies. Like I, I, I just like I found yeah. that I found that scene comical in how implausible it was, and and it seemed like everyone was like on board with it. And most of the complaints were like for later in the film. And I'm just like, no, the film lost me when she died. Like the film completely lost me, and then I was just like kind of laughing at the film the rest of the way. Yeah. Like it, it. Like most people are like, no, people start laughing at the film later. It's like, no, I start laughing at the film right fucking then. So yeah. it's like, I, I mean, like it amazes me that he managed to put together a very like what I what felt to me like a very cohesive narrative with Midsummer, and then just like could not fucking yeah shit the bed completely with with Hereditary. And I mean, Hereditary came out before. Yeah, right. Well, here. either way. Yeah, okay, yeah. so he like he went, "Holy crap, I made this steaming pile of shit and I need to do better." And then did. Well, <laughs> okay. he made uh, the strange truth about the Johnsons or whatever that was called, his like 30-minute short that I think is phenomenal. That's great. And that's really, that's really, really unsettling. Good. But went from yeah. that to Hereditary, which again, like I don't think it's a good movie, but there's there's like a kernel of something good in there. Yeah, I mean, the parts that he lifted completely from Rosemary's Baby. Like, I mean, that's basically the old, like, it's like, oh, I remember when I saw this in Rosemary's Baby. I didn't really love that film, but at least it did this better. So, (laughs) yeah. I mean, as far as horror films go for me, I, I think what I usually want is I either, I mean, it's okay if you combine the two, but I either want something good, like, you know, something that like really has a solid script. You know, good visuals, uh, like good censor. direction. 
Um, Come on, Sensor. Come on, Sensor was awesome. Like, Sensor was yes, really, yes, uh, like, agreed. solid script, yeah. solid visuals. Definitely, like, a little more on the slow burn side, but... Uh, yeah, like, or I mean, again, Midsummer is a good example really of that. As well. yeah. But like, I, I either want it to be good or I want it to be fun. Like, again, see Willy's Wonderland, Psycho Gorman, like, uh, I don't know, Evil Dead. Like, I killer and clowns in outer space. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I mean, oh yeah, no, that's that's one thing I wanted to mention. Like, yeah, I mean, the other thing is is and you like, can do both at the same time. No, no, I but mean, this, like, like, yeah, there's that fun angle to it. I mean, like, for me, I think in, I no, Demon Knight want... doesn't do either one really no, no, well. No, no, I, I, no, I like what I like in, in horror is generally suspense and social commentary. But then I'm thinking of a film like Evil Dead 2 that doesn't really have social commentary. And Evil Dead 2 just kind of like tonally, it just does everything right that Demon Knight does wrong. I mean, it's one location. It's extremely low budget. Uh-huh. It And like, I, it's has all the campiness it has the suspense of him trapped in the house it moves it builds its kind of stunts correctly like you know it doesn't have the weird peak that demon knight has of just like giving away too much too early um i don't know i mean like evil dead yeah you know again it's just like kind of awareness of your performers like you know yeah like really really use light utilizing bruce campbell well whereas it's just like you know demon knight it kind of uses it like it uses billy zane like it definitely gets the most out of him but i just feel like absolutely it kind of wastes the rest of their cast like yeah and i agree like they're they're you know my feelings like, on Bill Sather. Like, I love the no, hell out of Bill Sather. Sather he's he's great. He's he's engaging in this like, and I, everything. I think, I think that, like, him and Jada Pinkett, like, they do the best with what they do. They do the best. Like, basically, it's just, like, I, it feels like the actors were kind of, like, left to figure it out on their own. And I think that, like, Zane was just, like, I'm going to go ham and whatever. And he's he's great because of it. But, like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that at Jada Pinkett and... Um, Bill Sadler had the instinct to be able to pull together a good performance without the necessary direction. I think good direction could have brought out better performances. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like CCH Pounder and Thomas Hayden Church who just like are completely lost. Like, yeah. And so, but yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't know how much else I have to say about this. I think we've wronged just about everything we can rig out of this fucking thing. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah. I, uh, I will say I actually have some thoughts. Well, like I, so I saw Hereditary at Midsummer, and did you guys ever see the Vavitch? I know it's all yeah, but yeah. No. Well, honestly, I, I am a unpopular opinion when it comes to horror. I did not care for it. Oh, no, neither did I. No, no, uh, most audiences hated it. I mean, like, it got similar audience score reviews as um, as Hereditary, which is why... It was so, it was so, well, so goddamn plotting. Why yeah. is the goat evil? I have so many questions. Uh, but I feel like horror is one of those things that, like, you, where the nerds about it are kind of split into two camps almost, where you have the dudes who are like, no, it needs to be taken seriously, and I should never laugh. I should only be terrified. And then the people who, like, you guys are just like, I also want to be able to laugh at, like, silly shit. And I feel like the way horror is made now seems to really emphasize the, like, it should be artistic and very serious and very aesthetic. And it's like, that's not, like, I I, I understand, like, I grew up on slashers, but I feel like we've sort of lost that. I I absolutely agree with you. Like, I mean, if we're going to talk about, like, 
who is currently ruining horror for this decade. And while there are, in my opinion, still good examples of this art house horror trend that's yes. going on, but it's fucking uh, shit. Why am I blanking on his name? Hereditary guy. Eggers? Egg, no, Eggers no, is no. the Vivitch. Yeah. Fuck. Um, um, someone's going to say it. It's going to be like, oh, yeah. But yep. it like he's the one who is like sort of currently ruined horror because there are too many people who are making like really bad examples of this art yeah. house horror where it's just coming across as like maybe this is what I don't like about fucking Wes Anderson is like he just comes across as like really pretentious in a lot of his scripts. Well, I mean, also, in- Ari Aster was the name. Ari Aster, yeah. thank Ari you very Aster, much. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and I think, and, you know, I think what I want to see with a horror film or really with any film is i want to be taken on a journey i want to have those uh transition between various emotional highs and emotional lows as i'm going through the film and i mean comedy is can be an easy way of creating a sort of of easing tension and creating tension because i mean that's one of the things with horror is it is about creating an easing tension because if it's tense the whole way through eventually it just breaks and you stop watching yeah or or like before you even get to the end of the movie you know you're just you're too exhausted by uh, everything you're going through. Like a good, I agree with you. A good horror movie yeah. should be more like a roller coaster. You, yeah. you need like your ups and downs and twists and turns without necessarily making fucking twists like fucking Shyamalan has to. <laughs> I mean, oh, he just Shyamalan a ding dong. I don't know. He 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 just had you know he'd been struggling forever. He got a hit with the Sixth Sense, and then it just became his trademark, and he can't break it. So. Yeah. But like even going back to Wes Anderson for a moment, like Darjee. Well, Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson, that is like, I'm trying to figure out what I dislike so much about him, but I watched um, Darjeeling Limited and I actually kind of loved it because it it felt, it felt honest. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think part of the issue with Wes Anderson is that I don't think I, I think everything stays a little too even keel throughout his entire films. So it doesn't hit. I, I mean, like I, I vaguely like them, but I don't, he's never been one of my favorite filmmakers because it's like, I like his visual style, but I don't think it serves the narrative particularly well. I also um, like the people that he ends up casting in his movies, right. but he doesn't well, I mean, necessarily utilize them well. Although I did really like the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. That's my what that's what's Anderson, right? I'm yeah. not talking crazy. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is. Yeah, no, I mean it's the only one I've actually seen. That's the only one I really like. Oh, I think I mean, that was the one that when I watched it, it was for me. Like I need to rewatch it now because it's on the list because I'm like halfway through all of his features. Yeah. It like this all started because of the French dispatch, which like I really like, but there's something that I don't like about it, and I'm trying to like pin like pinpoint what that thing is. I mean, in, you know, again, I go to, like, basically, he shoots his entire film the same way, and therefore you don't see these, like, if you're going to shoot something really balanced, you should be counterbalancing with something that's really unbalanced, and those really unbalanced shots are not in his films ever, and that's a problem. Well, that's why I think that Darjeeling Limited worked so well for me, because yes. even though it has a lot of the symmetry that he enjoys using, it was still filmed more of a guerrilla style, so it feels more... Mm real than yeah. a lot of his other stuff is like i get like a lot of his stuff he's going for that sense of whimsy 
like yeah. especially right. you know like Life Aquatic and Moonrise Kingdom and, and like even his animated stuff. Like his animated stuff, I think, is also some of his better stuff too. Though I was kind of lost in Isle of Dogs because I feel like you need to speak Japanese to get the most out of it. I don't know. I like again. It's just like it's a lot of films that it's like I kind of like, but it's just like not my favorite. So. Yeah. Um, all right, we are way off rails here, so I oh, figure, yeah. fuck it, man. Let's wrap it on up. Let's get to <laughs> our verdicts. I, oh. I I know what myself and Dan are gonna say. I'm not sure about <laughs> Emily. I, and I, I, wild card, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I think I'm feeling like a wild card this time too. I I don't. I haven't even decided yet. So we'll find out what my answer is together. All right, cool. Um, well, here I'll start off with myself because it's my personal pick. Wow, what a surprise! It's my personal pick, and I say see it. Yeah, I I I, I say screw it because like honestly like why why i mean i guess go back and watch old episodes of tales from the crypt You'll holy have shit i wish that episodes of tales from the crypt were on fucking anything but because vhs yeah i mean have you considered bleep for all your tv torrent needs i'll edit that out allegedly 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 uh, I allegedly haven't tried that in years, but allegedly f- I have been thinking about getting back into it. <laughs> yeah. E- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Red. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Definitely a sweet. segment to be se- edited out. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Emily, Liam, who wants to go next? Oh, God. Uh, oh, uh, I am unequivocally see it. why (laughs) Uh, because it's okay I will I will say that except I have one equivocation don't think of it as a 90s movie think of Mm. it as a late 70s movie that just got released at the wrong time and and pay no attention to the Tales from the Crypt branding yeah I just feel like you're better off watching films from the 70s and I mean I do think that yeah you have to do you you have to look at it kind of works and it works enough listen Dan I've seen all sorts of unwatchable shit (laughs) I I have watched The Hunt for Red October so many goddamn times Ooh, ooh, will be Sean Connery pick, playing a Russian with us. <laughs> will be my pick. <laughs> oh, awesome! Uh, but I—I I mean, I, that's the thing—is like I, I think part of the reason why TJ likes this film is like it came out in the '90s and it was the only film, like horror film, that came out that was doing this. Now it doesn't do it as successfully as the things in the '70s and just watch the shit that came out in the 70s instead is kind of my reaction yeah and like 12 year old me wasn't into horror from the 70s at that point it was like later in life that i you know got into like argento and shit like that that was like doing some rad shit in the 70s but you know for what we could get at the time i liked it all right so my very last minute decision is I i would lean towards see it like in the sense that it's fun enough that i think enough. it's that it's worth watching once i mean like i i like look man i have gone back and rewatched willie's wonderland like a bunch of times at this point i can't see myself rewatching this like there are certain things that just like 
you know, really grab you. Like they're, you know, it's fun. It becomes comforting. Like it's just something you know is going to make you smile. And like and this, this is just it. like no, this isn't it. It's like, a see it, but this sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I like see it. So the so it's a qualified see it in the sense that I say see it once, but you know, don't expect to want to be like TJ and rewatch it over and over. Yeah, because I can't you... recommend enough against not rewatching this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, like like. Like, trust me, man, we all assume that TJ's got something going on, and um, it uh, influences his um, enjoyment of terrible things, so. Is that thing called alcoholism? <laughs> I was thinking more like brain damage, oh, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, no, car that, accidents that, and shit, but. It probably makes more sense. Only, only minor brain damage. <laughs> both? Both. <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> Oh, I have good news. Oh. The Tales from the Crypt is allegedly... Stop, stop saying it. I'm, I'm going to mute, I'm going to mute, like, that web address. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You just have, like, a, be- oh, a bleep fine. sound. Just bleep it, you know? Oh, oh yeah. I do need a bleep sound. Do that. Oh, man. Is it not Can on HBO a- Max? Seriously? Yeah, it's, I don't it think seriously it is. is not on HBO Max because of copyright issues. It should be on HBO because HBO funded it, but when they drew the contracts, uh, EC Comics has a controlling interest in it, and they don't want to pay EC Comics as much as EC wants for the ability to stream it. Yeah, so, I figured like, it was something like that. It, it, it yeah, it's yeah, because they still own the Crypt Keeper character, and they want residuals that HBO probably doesn't want to give them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's why the M. Night Shyamalan uh, Tales from the Crypt revival that was supposed to come in like 2009 on TNT or something wasn't even going to be using the character of the Crypt Keeper because it, the Crypt Keeper is EC. And yeah, again, they want. Yeah. They want well, more. I mean, that's the thing is, is I just feel like Tales from the Crypt has driven, has like driven that brand into the ground. Like, I don't think that brand has nearly the respect that that had in the, you know, before this movie came out. Like, I mean, this movie was definitely the beginning of the end. I think that after this, they had two more seasons and they released two more movies and like Bordello Blood. Like, I'll be the first one to fucking tell you. And I fucking I love vampire stuff. Bordello Blood is fucking terrible. Like Mm -hmm. awful. Like that, that would be a screw it, even for me. I don't think wow, there's anything wow. redeemable Ooh. about it. Wow, like, wow. especially, screw it for like, TV. especially given that it's fucking Dennis Miller as our goddamn hero, and it's just like, no, Dear God. no, no. Um, and that's coming from the man who thought that rubber was good, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was good, I said I like it. Um, <laughs> God, rubber has so much potential and it's just so wasted. It's such a like that's I'm insane. You, I need to watch it. And then it's just like, oh, that wasn't worth watching. Watch Slacks. You you will yeah. be like, no, oh man, this is what rubber should have been. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean there's that, and then I guys still I still haven't seen Velocipaster. I mean, like that's yeah. how have you not <laughs> seen Velocipaster? I would say that Wolf Cop is more worth it than Velocipaster. Oh, Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop is good. <laughs> but, no, not uh, good. I don't want to use that word. No, it, yeah, that's not it's, the right word for it. It's fun as hell. It's fun. It's an enjoyable watch. <laughs> um, also, you have my shutter login, so you can watch Slacks now. Watch it. Yeah, watch well, it, Dan. Going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right, happen. Liam, pitch your stuff, and we're gonna like do this part of it. And get out of here. Ten thousand losses. Uh, well, there's your problem. Uh, Lions led by donkeys. Yay, and, Liam. Yay, yeah. Liam. Uh, Dan, pitch your thing. No, what with fetus.com? Yeah. yeah, yeah, with fetus.com. Check it out, Emily. Pitch our thing. Uh, we also have another podcast called New England Beer Reviews. Uh, you can probably find it in the, in the same place that you have found this. Uh, we uh, drink beer and talk about bullshit like this, but also about beer. So, yeah? <laughs> Yay, beer. Come listen. <laughs> um, well, I've been TJ Davis alongside Dan Murphy, Liam Anderson, and Emily Schick. Haha, <laughs> you weren't last, Liam. Uh, damn, we just were. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm the oldest, so I should go last. Uh, you can check us out and, uh, you know, probably give us money somewhere. Uh, hopefully by the time we are fucking releasing this. So, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.